0: Everybody, welcome to Marvel Champions Monthly. We are a fan podcast about the card game Marvel Champions. I have two awesome co-hosts with me today. I have Adderkop. How's it going?
1: Really good. Glad to be here. Glad to be back.
0: Glad to be back. We almost have the full crew here. We have me and Adderkop and a special guest. Um, Crimson might join us later. He's on the road today, so he's going to try to call in from the road, but we'll see if that works out. And Americano is out this week, so we have a new special protection host, Sco, how's it going Sco?
2: hey guys uh it's going great i'm super stoked to be here as our uh, protection defender we
0: we like, definitely uh... need some protection defense when i'm <laughs> in the room because otherwise it's just getting ignored so can you tell us about yourself and marvel champions how long have you been playing favorite heroes stuff like that
2: hey uh i've been playing marvel for a long while since launch uh man favorite hero i didn't get to prep my answer to this Raleigh Spider-Man, I am a protection fan, and he was kind of the OG who actually made Defending good, Uh, although it wasn't good back in the day, but that's part of what I enjoy about it. Um, You can find me online on Discord and on YouTube. made some videos about how to play these uh, X-Men heroes because they're some of the most complicated things the game has put out, (laughs) and uh, yeah, easy to find me and annoy me and be annoyed by me online
0: on all sorts of champions discords as sc numeral zero e it's very easy right. i used to think your username was South carolina zero e and i couldn't decipher it nice um, yes. and then we met at challenge heroes and it made more sense to me so now i get it
1: so. easy to remember it's just Scoden. you know like
2: it's one syllable
1: yeah you're gonna you gonna fight ScO? yep easy
2: exactly I do think I hear people saying my name when they yell stuff like that far away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: and those um, X-Men Explained videos, those going to be a YouTube link in the show notes. So if you scroll down on your iPhone or on YouTube or however you're watching this, you can get a link right to those videos. I think mean, there's three of them so far, and they're all really good. So... We spoiled it. Today's topic is going to be the first episode of our three-episode coverage that we do for each box. So in the first episode, we always talk about the two heroes and aspect cards that came out. So today, for the Mutant Genesis box, we're going to be talking all about Shadowcat, a.k.a. Kitty Pride, and Colossus, a.k.a. Piotr Rasputin. So we'll talk through those two heroes the aspect cards that come with them and then in the next two episodes or the next two recordings at least we'll be talking all about the scenarios that are in this box and all of them are super fun so don't want to waste too much time up front we'll get right into shadow cat shenanigans and i think sco is going to give us an overview of how shadow cat works
2: okay so how shadow cat works is you never take damage ever and then you win the game Sounds like a leadership <laughs> character. Yeah. Oh, wait. You can do that outside of leadership now. Really good in protection. Okay. Man, so out of a job. Yeah, it's too bad. So, Kitty Pride, uh, her alter ego is nothing particularly remarkable. She starts the game with her mass form upgrade in play, which is a double sided permanent. Um, on her hero side, she has uh, hand size of five, hit points nine, two thwart, two attack, two defense, some awesome balanced stats. She also has an ability on this side that lets her ignore, guard, patrol, and crisis when she's in phased mass form, uh, which is nice, but we're really here for the mass form upgrade. On the solid side, she can exhaust it to generate a resource for an attack or defense event. And after she attacks or defends in that form, you have the option to flip the card. And then the other side is uh, the real power card. Phased form says while Shadowcat is defending, she cannot take damage. And then it forces you, after you attack or defend in phase mass form, to flip this card. So it's basically that one sentence on phase that is just extremely powerful, and you are able to totally block enemy attacks, uh, sometimes over and over and over again. And in the meantime, her kit has you know attacks and thwarts and defenses and all kinds of good things, and you just uh, you become immortal, and you destroy the villain and uh, crush their soul. Nice, nice. So another form flipper... Similar to vision, but
0: different than vision. Do you have any yes. opinions on how similar or different Shadowcat's move sets are compared to our other, you know, yeah. mass density shifting
2: hero? Yes, uh, I would I think they're quite different. I know pre-release, uh, we kind of thought they were gonna be very similar, or at least a lot of the of Ses did. Um, she flips a lot more than Vision does, and she's like fundamentally interesting because her form flips are connected. To attacking and defending, which is this basic core mechanism of the game. And unfortunately, the defending part is like super complicated. So, one of the reasons she's a complicated character is she's connected to one of the most complicated parts of the rules. Uh, but you get to flip all the time and you get to interact with your flipping with like just normal aspect cards, which makes deck building for her super interesting, in my opinion. Like, I don't just need to use my signature cards to flip. Um, I can use just, like, any card that's an attack, any card that's a defense, and they gain all kinds of cool value and style points with Shadowcat. Nice. All right, so
0: that is the overview of Shadowcat. So does anybody have a favorite card from Shadow Cat's kit? Not one of her mass forms. We went over those, right? So solid, where you're going to get the resource, phased, where you're going to get the no damage. Um, favorite cards?
1: Uh, I'd let, oh, let's go, go first. I mean, you started off, right?
2: Okay, well, my favorite is Quick Shift because um, it is the most broken one. Uh, Quick Shift is her defense event. It costs zero. It's a hero interrupt with a defense label. When an enemy attacks, if you are in solid mass form, change to phase mass form. And if you're in phase mass form, draw two cards. So that second mode is the awesome one. You get to play it when an enemy attacks. It can be against any player because this has the defense label. It's going to like taunt the attack to you and if you're in phase mass form you draw two cards you net a card of value and if we're phased we're not able to take damage so it's like a backflip that actually nets you cards just the craziest thing ever and And the first mode is pretty good too that's because it makes you the defender you don't take damage because you'll be in right phased form yeah if you're in phased form and something makes you the defender somehow which quick shift does then you become invincible for the rest of that attack
0: Yeah, I've found Shadowcat's kit takes a lot of sequencing. Like, Hmm. the typical way I play my form flippers is I just flip whenever I want. But I can't do that (laughs) anymore with Shadowcat. I have to actually plan things ahead of time, which is not always my strong suit. So making sure I'm in the right form when I'm defending or when I'm playing quick shift or when I'm like attacking so that I know I'm not flipping out of the form I want to be in for the villain phase has been really rewarding because it's like a puzzle to solve every turn i started in this form here are my puzzle pieces i want to end in the other form what do i do to get there it's kind of a puzzle you have to go through um and my favorite card is one of those pieces of the puzzle it's shadow cat surprise so it's a two cost event that's an attack and a superpower she has a ton of superpowers. so Mm -hmm. deft focus good card with her and it's a hero action attack. Deal 3 damage to an enemy and ready your hero. So if you have to exhaust to defend because you didn't have any defend like events to play, you can exhaust to defend in faced form. You'll flip to hero form or not hero form, what's it called? mass form. And then you can use that resource and mass form to play Shadow Cat Surprise for one cheaper. You'll get to ready so that you can perform another action, like a thwart or whatever, and that'll flip you back to phased form for the villain phase. So Shadow Cat Surprise. And I like really like the art on Shadowcat Surprise. She's like phasing into like I don't even know what it is. It looks like a portal. It's pretty cool. Great choice. What that
2: card's awesome.
1: For what it's worth, I shouldn't have let you guys go first. Uh, <laughs> uh Quick Shift is you chose amazing. that. Yeah, I know. Quick Shift is amazing. Like that is literally everything that I want on a card. It's fun. The timing window is just like, you know, I, I like stuff that you play outside of the normal stuff. So during the villain phase is great. And as Co said, it brings the attack into you, which is like the hidden extra value on it. Like it has all this cool text, but because of the ruling of defense, uh, it does another cool thing on top of it. Um, but because uh, because I like reading comic books, I'm just so excited to see Lockheed. Um, and not only that, like he's a pretty high value uh Two, two costed um ally. You know, he does he does he impacts the board when he comes in because of the all the extra stuff that he comes with. You get a decent activation out of him. You can, you know, break a tough, you can do whatever you need. Um, and then he stick he sticks around to take a shot for you. Like that's that's cool. And for like I said, costing two, that's great.
0: I do like Lockheed. My favorite thing about him is that like so Shadowcat, unlike Vision, has very few things that actually interact with her solid form, like looking through her kit, I think 13 of her cards do something better in phased form or only get their bonus in phased form. I guess Quick Shift can kind of help you in solid form, but Lockheed and Kitty's Room have like distinct advantages or differences for being in solid form. Um, so unlike Vision, right, with Vision, there were a lot of cards that, depending on what form you were in, did different things. Here you have this, like, extreme incentive to be in phased form, but you can only do one thing there before it flips you. So there's quite a bit of a different spin there, and I think Lockheed gives you that hook to use solid form a little bit more. He does feel the most, like, disconnected from her kit. Like, the rest of her kit is all about flipping and attacking, but he's just a good value ally.
1: Yeah yeah I agree. um the art in Kitty's room is cool It's her like her her cassette player and her teddy bear and stuff um and those are all like just good references but you know as as most uh alter ego supports it's you know it's nothing like like wow, it's cool, but it's nothing to write home about
0: card draw card draw's good,
1: sure I agree but the alter ego
2: <laughs> yeah you don't have to go to alter ego if you never take damage. <laughs> That's that's true. true. So you really exactly. never need the
0: solid mass form version because so Kitty's rooms a one cost alter ego support, alter ego action exhaust the supports. If you're in solid form, you heal two damage. If you're in phased form, you draw a card. So you probably want to be in phased form for that as well too. Just a guess. Mm-hmm. Any least favorite or like most situational cards from her kit, or any confusing cards we want to talk about?
1: um i i feel like like the confusion really comes from her mechanically in in like you said with the sequencing all of her cards are like super straightforward like do this thing ignore this thing exhaust this do damage you know pretty pretty easy um but it's really getting the most out of it that's that makes it complicated the effects themselves are, are fairly simple
0: Yeah, she's got two upgrades that I've seen a lot of people talk about as maybe not playing unless you're building around them. So in her hero form, she can ignore I think we mentioned guard, patrol, and crisis icons. So she's got a one-cost upgrade that basically when you bypass a guard or patrol minion, you get to deal two damage to the minion. And she's got a similar one that's when you bypass a crisis side scheme, you get to remove two damage from that scheme. So a lot of times if you're bypassing that minion, it's because you're like destroying the villain that turn. Or if you're bypassing that side scheme, you can probably do it the whole game, so you don't really care about it. So those cards don't have as much value, but I found like some cool uses for them in multiplayer. I like trying to get those minions to really low health so that other characters that can gain bonuses from that can take them out for me. So playing with Rocket and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the other card I thought worth mentioning was Phased and Confused. So everybody likes Webbed Up from Spider-Man that basically cancels two villain attacks. This is kind of the opposite. So phased and confused is hero form only, attached to enemy, max one per enemy. One attached enemy would attack, discard this card instead, then confuse that enemy. So you're gonna cancel an attack and a scheme, which I think is more valuable for less cost. So that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
2: This makes Spider-Man feel bad. It's It just feels strictly better and one resource cheaper.
1: But. Awesome card. To be fair, a lot of things make Spider-Man feel bad. It's just That's in character. True.
2: Can't deny. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thematics.
1: Parker <laughs> Luck.
0: <laughs> All right. Do you got any comic book tidbits or facts about Shadowcat you want to share with us?
1: Uh, no. She's a relatively new character, and there's not really much established about her.
0: Crickets, crickets.
1: <laughs> yeah. more uh, than I know. Of, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of really cool stuff about Kitty. Um... You can like I mentioned before, Lockheed, Lockheed is her pet dragon. Um, it's nice that he's here, but her and Peter have a have a long history together. You know, they're uh they're a couple for a very long time, then one or both of them were dead, and then they weren't, and then they were again, and they weren't. Um but now they're not, and everything's okay. Uh last I checked. But um Kitty's a really interesting character because she started as the you know the youngest the youngest X Men, so a team of children. She is the most childrenist. Um she was originally known as Sprite. She had a goofy costume. Um, kind of looked like leftovers from Dazzler's costumes.
0: Did uh, it involve her... like roller skates or something too? Um there's
1: a there's a there's a panel that floats around the internet pretty frequently. Um but the roller skates are also part of Dazzler's like meme. Yeah. Dazzler's a disco queen kind of thing. Um because she made her first costume out of leftovers, but uh, Um, It's cool that she started there as the character and has grown up as an X-Man and has been a leader of the team. And not only that, she's actually been the leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Um, So that's pretty cool. So if you want an excuse to play with your buddies who like to play Star-Lord or um, Agent Venom or Rocket or even Groot, if you have that buddy, um, you can say, hey, this is thematic if if that matters to you.
0: Yeah, if you really want to, you can just slap an honorary guardian on her to start. Right, play how you want.
1: Why not do that? Why not make it? We, we won't go that true. We won't go. Oh, that yeah, far. <laughs> yep, there's the, there's the picture. There's a there's the picture. That's that's when she was sprite.
2: Beautiful. I a good that's look. Love it.
1: It's a good look. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know why they got rid of it for something that was more like, um, uh, well, I guess not more but less uh, insane. <laughs>
0: my main memories of Shadowcat are from that not the 90s x-men show but like the follow-up x-men evolution show
1: X-Men evolution yeah
0: um she was like one of the main x-men characters and they were all like high school students and the brotherhood went to the same high school it was like rival 2000 gangs or something i don't know and she constantly had to like push away avalanches advances so Her nemesis set is the White Queen from the Hellfire Club, which totally makes sense given her comic book history. But Mm -hmm. from the X-Men Evolution show, I was super sad that she wasn't just like (laughs) kneeing Avalanche in the crotch to put off his advances because that's what I was expecting.
1: We have the Avalanche nemesis set, so if you want to make it happen. We do.
0: You could swap them. You could swap them. Yeah, you want. All right, so we talked about Shadowcat's cards. What about deck-building, like, hooks? What's your favorite aspect with Shadowcat? What's the aspect you struggle the most with? We'll go with go
2: first. All right, well, my favorite is Aggression, uh, which is... Uh, I'm already giving up on Protection as <laughs> the best aspect. She's really, really strong in Protection. The thing is, like, Protection scales so well into playing with multiple players that when I'm solo, you just like don't need that much defense because it's like quite easy to phase block almost every single villain phase. So then, what I want from my deck is just flexible attacks and way to deal damage. Uh, so aggression is super fun. Like I said, she interacts with just every effect that is an attack. So generally, when I'm building that, it's just a bunch of cheap attacks, general aggression, good stuff, resource generators like Martial Prowess that hit a bunch of her things, and you just generate a bunch of value block for infinity during the villain phase and uh live the dream nice lots of drop kicks that's what i'm envisioning oh yeah like. she loves drop kick
1: please who doesn't love drop kick <laughs> um i'm a simple guy uh justice like it's just it's just it's just justice makes the most sense to me so like it's it's extra satisfying when the player or when the uh when the character seems to be like jiving with what they are a, as they are in my head like mm. shadow cat sneaks around solves problems makes things easier for everybody else so that is that is how i do it
0: totally makes sense thematically i thought she would be a justice character but uh since the warding doesn't interact with her like, solid phased form, I found that to be like the hardest hook for me to get into, is Justice. But she's got so many attacks and defenses in her kit that it doesn't seem to affect you much.
1: Right, she has a pretty well-rounded hero kit, so it, it kind of feels like you can just literally do whatever you want with it. Yes. Yeah, so
0: my favorite would definitely be Aggression, but I'll go with my second favorite, which I'm going to go with Leadership, actually. So I Whoa. I love that... Shadowcat can basically take no damage the entire game. And typically leadership players, right, you're throwing your Maria Hills, you're throwing your white tigers in front of the bus so that you take no damage. But when you remove that problem from your hero kit, you get to take like a whole new spin on the aspect, and you can actually use allies like for their stats instead of for their
1: health pool. Hold on now, which
0: I think can be really entertaining. They have stats, (laughs) and you can use them. There's this whole concept called consequential damage. You don't have to block with an ally the first turn you play it. I learned this, and Shadowcat taught me.
1: It doesn't sound Um, right.
0: The coolest thing about that is that she has lots of hooks into leadership. So she can play allies and use them fully while defending and not taking damage. She can use those allies to defend for other people if she needs to. And then in Ironheart's kit, there was an attack event where you exhaust your hero and deal damage equal to the sum of your thwart attack and defense. Oh, yeah. And since Kitty's a 2 2 2, if you can just get one morale boost off or one moxie off, since you're like flipping forms all the time, you can make that like a two cost for nine damage event, which is really bonkers really fast. So you can play like this deck-style leadership that rarely gets played outside of Captain America Quicksilver land. Um, and it works really well with Kate Pride. So, big fan. And it's not as confusing as all that powerful punch <laughs> shenanigans <No>. with Shadowcat. <laughs> For us simple folk.
1: Thank you. <laughs> all
0: right. Are there any scenarios that you find to be particularly
2: challenging for Shadowcat? The answer can be no. Yeah, so far it's been no. Uh, but I'm trying to... I would love to find things that make her sweat. It feels like she uh, just gets to ignore half of what the villain does most of the time. But it's really fun to take her against the scenarios that normally make you feel really bad because they hit really huge, really hard, like even the Ronins of the world. And she can just say no thank you to their <laughs> giant attack stats. Yeah
0: here i got one for you that you can try out i've been i've been playing with it so you're going to do crossbones with weapon master and the brotherhood mod and the infinity gauntlet because crossbones gets three so you're going to have a weapon in playing crossbones all the time so no toughness to save you and all of those weapon master extra activations will surge so crossbones should be throwing like a minimum of one to two attacks at you. Well, obviously minimum of one. Hopefully two attacks at you a turned, which means you're just like brutally taking damage. And you're going to take damage from his machine gun, so like hopefully it puts pressure on you.
2: It might be impossible. I don't know. So I shouldn't have challenged you too hard, but you can try it. No, this is good. You're get you're getting really close to the uh, challenge that I was uh, creating for myself. Oh, that's uh, unfortunate. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff, though. It's good. I promise. Okay, okay. Well, that's Shadowcat. <laughs> Are
0: we ready to move on to... The the Fist of Steel Colossus.
1: Oh, man. I'm so excited.
0: Okay, so excited. go for it. Yeah. You're okay. gonna tell us all about this hunk of metal.
1: This this hunk, that's for sure. <laughs> I was <laughs> making that right there. Hey. Yeah. Hey, it makes itself. So yeah, we're talking about um Peter Rasputin, the humble farm boy from uh Soviet Russia. Um Peter S. Butin has uh, four recovery on his alter ego side. The mutant keyword uh, setup: up. Search your deck for a copy of Organic Steel added to your hand. Uh, he's also got Aspiring Artist uh, response. After you change to this form, shuffle a Colossus card from your discard pile into your deck. He's got a hand size of six and hit points of a whopping 14. So that's awesome. Uh, on his hero side, he's got one thwart, two attack, two defense. Uh, the X-Men keyword. Colossus can have one additional status card, Steel Skin response. After you change to this form, give Colossus a tough status card, and uh, you know everything else stays the same. Uh, he doesn't have any additional cards like Shadowcat, so I won't go into those uh, just yet. But this is exactly what I wanted from Colossus, except for maybe a three defense.
2: Who needs defense when you've got all this tough? I think
0: the three defense only matters, yeah. If you have to, if you have to use it, right?
1: But I like to see it. I just like to see it. I just want to yeah. see it. That's You're all. like
0: it may as well be a six. I'm never going to use it. <laughs> yeah, it but... could be.
1: It could be. Yeah, it could be a hammer and sickle. Like it doesn't matter what it is. I just want to see the th- the three. Um. Yeah. So I was tremendously excited to see Colossus. Um. In in my box of of mutant goodies, and uh, honestly, like he's got everything that I want. He. Plays in two different aspects that um, we'll talk about in a second that I like. Um, and he's got a ton of iconic art. Like, that's awesome. All of his really significant stuff is here. Um, and he has a card that I really like. And when we talk about favorite cards, I'm going to go first so I don't miss this one.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> nice. what we're doing. Go for it.
1: Okay. Yeah. My favorite one is Armor Up. um, Because it's just, like, it's a card that you get to play to... Do all of your stuff on your turn, no problem. If you want to heal on your alter ego, great, do your thing. Flip, take advantage of shuffling your cards back in. Use um, his his alter ego support. Um, get your stuff, do your thing, set up, get all your cards, and then when the hero uh, when the villain phase starts, when the villain does anything, you drop an armor up, you flip, you get a tough token, and then that's it. You're in the driver's seat again. You know, like, this card is just so cool. And it makes perfect sense, because when he he didn't learn about having his powers uh, until he jumped in front of a tractor. So, so that's how fast he switches to organic steel mode.
0: So zero cost event, armored up, alter ego interrupts. When the villain activates, change to hero form. What I really like about armor up is that's like a completely different thwarting-like card that we've gotten most heroes have like an attack event they have a thwart event they have some kind of defendy event so colossus doesn't have a thwart event he does have like a plus one thwart upgrade that he can get on him but he's only a one thwarter so you'd think that he'd have a real hard time dealing with threat but because of armored up you can almost make it so the villain rarely schemes against you because you flip down and draw six cards you may have shuffled armored up in, so hopefully it's one of those six cards, and then it lets you avoid a scheme activation. So I think that's like a really new and cool way to give us like a threat reduction card.
2: Yeah, I agree. I really enjoy Armor Up just for the novelty of giving us kind of a new way to interact with threat and with scheming. It's it's like kind of a confuse, you know, instead of totally nerfing the activation, they still attack you, probably hitting your tough, but really cool, really thematic. Awesome. They
1: literally just bounce off of you. It's it's so cool. It's such a gotcha. Yeah.
0: And it's even it's not when the villain activates against you. So in multiplayer, nope. you could like flip up um and gain your tough and then not become the defender. Like maybe the villain was stunned against you, they mm-hmm. go to attack the next person, and you say, No, I'm gonna flip up and gain a tough and defend, or I'm gonna flip up and save my tough for one of the many cool effects I could use. So you're not like Forced to use it against a scheme activation, which is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, you could use it to like mutant protectors for someone else uh, if you started an alter ego, something like that.
0: Yeah, or like anything that you want to do in hero form, right? If you needed to use subdue or preemptive strike to pull the attack over to you, whatever you want to use that is a hero requirement, you can jump to hero form and and like sneak that action in. Um, which I don't think anybody else has the ability to do that, Star Lord can like jump to alter ego form with Bad boy, but I can't think of anybody that can jump into hero form to like sneak their
2: activations in. No, no, yeah, definitely not at this timing. What is your favorite card skill? Um I'm gonna say Titanium muscles, yeah which yeah. I mean, I love Iron Will as maybe his strongest card, but Titanium Muscles is cool. Just again, kind of for novelty. It's I'll read it first. It's a two-cost upgrade. It's a superpower. Colossus also has loads of superpowers, so bring your death focus. It says Colossus gets plus one attack, which is great. That gets us to three. Hero resource exhaust this card. Generate a physical resource for each tough status card on Colossus. So I just love that, like a conditional resource generator that has a higher than one resource ceiling is so fun and interesting to me and lets me like think twice about the order in which i'm going to do things in my turn i want to do my bulletproof protector to charge up my tufts before i spend them on titanium muscles i care about whether cards cost two or more than two and stuff it's just it's fun it creates more decisions than a more boring resource generator would and also it lets you hit things harder what's not to love
1: now we're talking finally somebody's making sense
2: yeah (laughs) it's interesting because you start
0: with an organic steel in your hand from setups that's a two cost upgrade with two uses when you lose a tough status you can remove a token from it to get the tough status back um so you'd think that would be like usually when you have like a setup card that you get to put into your hand that's like your signature card but for me titanium muscles and then the other one you mentioned iron will that'll be my favorite card is a two cost upgrade it gives colossus plus one thwart and it has a hero response after a tough status card is discarded from colossus draw a card so those are really like when you get those two cards out everything just falls apart around you as colossus just stomps ground so i think it's kind of interesting that they don't give you the cards that they give you a card that's very important. Don't get me wrong. Organic steel is very good for Colossus, but if I've given the choice turn one to play Iron Will or Organic Steel, I'm probably tossing my Organic Steel in favor of an Iron Will most of the time. Um, and oh, same yeah. thing for
2: Titanium Muscles. I spend that Organic Steel as a resource kind of a lot. I feel like yeah, I, I'd say at least fifty percent of the time. Sadly, <laughs> it's a fine um, card, but you do have two of them. You know, the flavor text,
1: The flavor text on Iron Will is also makes it extra good. It replaces the top line of its text that really doesn't do anything.
0: <laughs> you want to read it? You want to read, is it good?
1: It's really good. Uh, the flavor text is, uh, Petey's will is just as strong as his armored skin. He don't ever quit from Wolverine. And if Wolverine's complimenting you and saying, like, you don't quit, man, that's a compliment.
2: Nice.
0: Important to note, Colossus also has access to stun and confuse, so he's got a hero you attack bet. Steel fist, two cost, deal five damage to an enemy. You may discard a tough status token from your hero. If you do, that you'll get to stun and confuse that enemy, which is pretty dang cool.
1: And he's so yeah. ice cold in the art. Like he's he's so ice-cold. He really just put you on your back. Just, that is great art. <laughs> he just you he know, just I, knocked you out cold and he just does not care.
0: Everybody's <laughs> been really excited about the Shadow Cat and Colossus art. And they're two of my least favorite artwork collections. Like, that's the one real complaint I have about the Mutant Genesis box, are the artwork collections on these two heroes. Um, uh, I feel well, like lighten up, every man. other every other hero in the game, they have, like, a hero art, and then they try to, like, either commission or gather art where, like, it's 15 cards and the heroes in the same costume. And, like, I get it. Colossus's costume is just, like, a bare chest with steel on it. But even that, looking at it, he's got, like... Four to five different costumes spread throughout his art, and same thing for Shadowcat. It's like I get that they're taking him from different eras. These characters have been around for a long time, but when I look at like Captain America's kit, he's got like the same costume in everyone, and there's been many different cap costume iterations too. So it was to me that's a little jarring, and I don't know why. I'm not usually an art person, but for Colossus and Shadowcat, it's bothering
1: me still. So hopefully, I yeah. get over that. They have stop me from playing them. They've both had a lot of different costumes, and, and Colossus's has been for the better. His more modern costumes, in my opinion, have been just progressively better than the weird um, shoulder spikes that he started with, because, um, you know, when he's in metal form, like, it looks fine, like, in a panel or or whatever. Um, when he's in his, his, like, human form, it looks absolutely bizarre. Like, the <laughs> the winged boots and the the spiked shoulders and stuff like that, it looks really, really strange that a guy would be walking down the street like that.
0: They passed his shoulder spikes off into the Shadow Cat ally, his signature ally. Isn't that cool? <laughs>
2: nice.
0: Okay. So we went through our favorite cards with Colossus. So, what about aspects and deck building hooks? We'll have the same order. So, Adder Cop can go first. What, what aspect are you the most excited to play with Colossus?
1: Um, I, kn- I know that I always say aggression, and this is no exception, so I'm going to say aggression again. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's. Yeah, he's super cool in protection, but honestly, like having an aggression character that I can just like just keep running, it, like he just doesn't slow down. Especially in solo, like getting getting a getting a a tough token or getting two tough tokens, you're you literally just do not care about anything. You just you're out there just hammering the villain as hard as possible, and um, <laughs> with with attacks like uh, made of rage and steel fist, stuff doesn't last like super long. <laughs>
0: have you found threat to be a problem since you don't have like a true thwarting event and you have one thwart on your hero uh, you Yes, yeah. just to stomp them before before a threat becomes a concern
1: um it's it's typically the uh, the latter like i said in solo like the the health pools are not big enough to 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 like survive a made of rage turn and a another you know literally like any other aggression attack off the top um, but sometimes it does feel pretty bad that you might you might have to take care of something first and spend your action thwarting for two and that's it like that's all you have it. Uh, it makes you prioritize your shadow cat or as I'm told, some people build allies into their decks and use them to thwart. So sometimes you have to do that as well.
2: Gross.
1: <laughs> yeah, gross. Nah, I just give me fight cards. I just want to fight things.
2: All right, the allies. These go. new allies are pretty good at fighting too. They are. Um I I do love aggression. Um let's see. I'll say justice. Um it's kind of the like easy play because he's thwart weak. So uh it makes you pretty um well rounded. Uh, but like we were saying before, he's he he doesn't have anything that like literally thwarts, but he does have like five sources of confuse or like sort of confuse. So it's not like you're going to be drowning necessarily, but justice is really strong. Uh, I was able to like flip and confuse like very often. And if you flip back and forth with Colossus, you're just going to be really happy because you get all kinds of value out of both sides of your ID. Um, So like Sonic rifle and stuff and pulling in the X-Men allies, training them up. I actually ended up not playing Thwart events. I just ended up playing like X-Men allies and danger room and stuff. And they just crushed threat for me. And then you can uh, do what you do best and hit things hard. Nice. I'm not even
0: going to feel bad being a duplicate, and I'm going to go with Aggression as well. I've had a it's lot of one. fun with Team Strike and Colossus. Um, cool. You can get to 3-attack yourself, and any ally out there with it lets you spread that damage around. Um, when I play Aggression with Colossus, I tend to prioritize Iron Will to get myself up to 2-thwart and use my basic thwart as much as I can. But the last human deck Team attack deck I've been playing involved using She Hulk and getting an honorary X Men onto her and then pumping her attack as high as I could and using her and Colossus to like tag team enemies. And as soon as there's like a team up card for Wolverine and Colossus, you can just switch to that instead of She Hulk. But you can get team attack to be like a one cost eight to nine damage attack that you get to spread as you will amongst enemies and you just. Every turn, clear the board of minions for your multiplayer team, and it's pretty fun. Um, I tried to get really cheeky Eight. and even put like Brute Force in his deck, so he was all about gaining tough and removing it from your opponents, and then using oh. his thwart, but it didn't work as nice as I wanted to, because it really depended on you getting Iron Will immediately, <laughs> and it doesn't always happen with a one-off card. So um, Does that but- stay
2: on when you team strike? That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, so when you team strike, it's just uh deal damage equal to their combined attack, and brute force only falls off if you do a oh. basic attack. So nice. sneaky. Oh, yeah. Piercing and toughness all in one.
2: I like those team cards. I'm which it is saying a lot because I've been a hater on like teamwork since for, for forever. I'm just like, man, I'd rather just heal my allies. This ability's lame. But these things that let you like split the damage, that is like super high utility. And you also in aggression have Wolverine sitting there with two consequential damage. So Team Strike right. feels good. So chuck him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And now that we've got enough in aggression, you can like enraged Wolverine. So he's got like five damage and two consequential or three consequential then. So you're <laughs> like, sure, I'd rather team strike you. Oh
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> or if you accidentally attack once, it takes three turns for him to heal up. But you can do that with Oops. three more team strikes. <sighs>
1: <laughs> there's my next deck. I'm going to play Colossus and Team Strike with Wolverine, who's enraged. That'll make me really yes. satisfied.
2: Yes. And we'll have the fastball special eventually. Yeah. And... It's going to be so good. Oh, yeah.
0: There is a team up card for these two, I thought we should mention. So there's a two cost event Shadow and Steel team up between Colossus and Shadowcat. Hero interrupt attack defense. When an enemy attacks, prevent all the damage from that attack and deal four damage to the attacking enemy. This is going to save your toughs as Colossus. It's going to let Shadowcat flip forms twice. All sorts of goodness. Awesome card. Is this... This might not be true, but is this the first time where a hero had a signature ally where Colossus has Shadowcat as his ally and they have a team-up card, but Shadowcat doesn't have Colossus as her signature ally back? Like, Are there other ones where the pairs oh, are question. mismatched like that? I know Ant-Man and the Wasp are together Gamora and Nebula are together, Rocket and Groot are both basic. Um, I'm failing to remember any other team-up cards. Scarlet yeah, Witch and Quicksilver, right? They're all. Yeah,
2: no, I think you're right. I think you're right. I want to say no. So,
0: we're getting some creative juices from the design team. That's all I'm saying.
2: Huh. cool! Because they right. want uh, Wolverine to be able to take Colossus for the. Uh... Yes. <laughs> the old but, fastball. Um...
0: Fun, challenging scenarios can people come up with for Colossus?
2: Oh, um,
1: hmm. <laughs> um, because, like, I know that I suggest it like all the time, but it's one of my favorite scenarios. Um, I really like um, Sinister Six. Um, just because of the way that it plays out. Um, and also because I play it like whack a mole. Um, so I like when they pop up and you just try to try to knock them out. Um, but try to do it <laughs> try to prevent their their triggers just using your tough tokens.
0: Oh, that's a good point.
1: Cuz all their stuff says, you know, if they deal damage, but because of your tough tokens, you know, hey, if you're doing it right, you're taking the attacks, breaking the tough token and just moving on and uh, use then, you know, hammer them with everything else that you've got.
0: Yeah, that is that is that's pretty sweet. And I think, if I can remember right, I think the highest health in Sinister Six is 10 on Scorpion. And there's one that's 9. So that uh, Made of Rage card is going to be doing 8 damage from turn 1. So you can kill 4 of the 6 Sinister Six villains in 1 hit. And if you get your Titanium Muscles out, you can kill 5 of them. So you're you're doing pretty good at being able to play Whack-A-Mole.
1: Maybe a little a little combat training, maybe a little brute strength, you know. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah a little bit.
2: Aggression, aggression.
1: Anything could happen.
2: I think one that's like quite challenging um to go way back to the core set is actually under attack. Um, like the original mod for Ultron, I think. Basically, yeah. like you're gonna get hurt by anything that is gonna take your toughs at times that you don't want to. So things that are normally would be pretty not that big a deal like deal one damage to every enemy or every ally and has one that's as a boost effect those will yeah they'll make you feel bad if you like really wanted your tough to titanium muscles for something and then they screw you out of it feels bad
0: yep well as you all know this is the crossbones show really um so crossbones is the other one right he gets piercing when he has a weapon in play so like piercing really makes colossus angry like yeah, uncontrollably just... rageful. Maybe the player, me, makes me angry. I I can't remember who a sabertooth has a piercing upgrade that can come out on boost. And I don't know if this is true. If that comes out on boost, do you still remove the tough tokens? Or does that happen like when they initiate the attack? You still remove them, I think, because it's when the damage is about right. to be dealt. So like every time I have played Sabretooth with Colossus as my hero. Oh that's brutal. <laughs> I have flipped that when I have two tough tokens and it's
2: so <laughs> and table flipping rage inducing.
1: Now we're talking. Now this is now this is high octane Marvel Champions.
2: <laughs> if Cross if Crossbones has his machine gun, he can even get like almost double piercing on you because with normal piercing you can come in with organic steel afterwards and still have a tough to like actually take the attack because piercing won't trigger twice. But if he knocks a tough off with your with his machine gun first, and you don't have somebody to tank that for you, then he has like real piercing, and he makes you hurt.
1: Ugh, gross. Good thing I spent all these uh, resources to play all these cards that are irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. All right. Great feeling.
0: Well, these heroes also came with aspect cards, so I'll just what? talk through the aspect cards that came with them and give an overview really quick, and then we can each pick out maybe one from each aspect or a basic one that we like in particular. So Shadowcat came packaged with Aggression, we get a couple of reprints, so we get reprints of Toe to Toe. Is that that? Might, is actually, I think, the only aggression reprint print in her kit. So we get a reprint of Toe to Toe. It looks like, at least so far, all of the reprints in the X Men releases we've gotten have had new art. So we've got some pretty cool, which is cool. Um, really cool. Wolverine it softens tooling. the blow a little bit. Is that Quanin or Psylocke? I, I assume it's Psylocke because of the flavor text, but I probably shouldn't assume that.
1: It's, well. Um, you can. They can both be correct. So okay. We'll, we'll move on.
0: <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. So it's cool. Wolverine dueling arts. Um, you get like we said. Team strike. We mentioned that. So that's a one cost event. Play only if your identity has the X Men trait. Hero action. Exhaust your hero and any number of allies. Deal damage amongst enemies equal to the total attack of those characters. So you can spread it around, which is cool. We get training upgrades in the four heroes that are coming up. So we get the attack training upgrade in Aggression, which is a one-cost event attached to an X-Men ally, max one training upgrade per ally. It gives plus one attack and plus two hit points. So that's pretty bonkers. That the, so there's a guarding. reason those probably need to be max. <laughs> yeah, I wish it weren't. That would be so great. <laughs> we get new allies, obviously X-Men ones, and we get a new resource for both of the aspects here. So we get... An aggression resource um, that makes your attacks deal extra damage if it's used to pay for an attack. Um, Colossus obviously comes with protection, which surprisingly isn't probably his most synergistic aspect, which is kind of funny because you'd think it would be with all that toughness. You get new allies again, Nightcrawler and Polaris. Polaris puts out tough tokens. We get another training, so this one just gives an ally three hit points. So not plus one attack and two, but still really good. We get... ...powerful punch, which is an attack defense event we'll probably talk about here in a little bit. We get reprints of bait and switch and perseverance, so cards that... um, ...either let you use that tough token for something or give you extra tough tokens. And again, we get a new resource type, so defensive energy is similar to the attack or aggression energy but when you spend it to use a defense event you get to draw a card so it's like really really good for protection when you're constantly throwing your cards away in the villain phase to get some income back um so anybody got any favorite protection aggression or basic cards i didn't overview those but there's lots of basics in there too
1: um so i'm super happy for a lot of the allies like I love the Nightcrawler. I'm glad Wolverine is here. I'm really excited that Magic is not only here, but in Aggression, so I get an excuse to play them together. Um, but honestly, like my favorite card is uh, Aggressive Energy, and it's because I'm always looking for opportunities to drop kick. So there it is. Yeah. It's a wild resource. It deals extra damage. It makes dropkick dropkickier. So I'm in. I'm sold.
0: I have a rules question. If you play Aggressive Energy with Melee... Does it become four damage and four damage?
2: Yes, it does. Uh, oh, does it? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. That event. That's pretty cool. Wow. Okay. okay. In fact, it would actually affect one event that does multiple attacks. So it would spread across, um, like, Dance of Death. and. clap. Uh, yes. It's a whole um, card. I know
1: that nobody knows what that is, but it's a whole Thunder
2: card. Thunderclap is not an attack. Put it back. Put it oh no. It. Yeah, that oh one's no! not an I don't even case. know what it is. Oh no! <laughs> uh, Wolverine has one that makes multiple attacks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Isn't it Berserker yeah. Barrage? I
2: that's one. That's the one that repeats itself. Yeah. Slice and dice is one card that's explicitly two attacks, and this it would still affect that because it affects the so whole event. Yeah.
1: What a great resource card. Good answer. It is at so top. cool.
0: Here's another trivia question or rules question, since we have a rules expert here. If I play aggressive energy on a, an event where I get to like spread damage around, right? Like there are always those gimmicky decks with wasp where you like overkill a bunch of minions by one and use the thing, whatever the upgrade is, that increases your excess damage, and then it all gets punched onto the villain. Um, so if I use aggressive energy with team strike, let's say I just exhaust Colossus who has three attack. I want to assign it one, one, and one. Does that become two, two, and two, or do I just get four to spread around? Like, what what value does it increase by one? Yeah,
2: that's a good question. One that I definitely asked myself. Uh, seems prevailing opinion is that, like Team Strike says, deal X damage among enemies, and the resource increases the amount of damage deals. You know, or okay. what does it say? That event deals one additional. So we generally think you just get one more that you get to distribute how you want x plus one this is algebra class now yeah
0: real easy algebra but still it's there fair all right what was your favorite aspect card or favorite couple it doesn't have to be a single one
2: okay my favorite i would say one like sleeper card that when i saw revealed i didn't care too much about but i have found just loving is uh, wolverine so a good thing too because he's an awesome character but uh it actually is so easy to keep him out and alive for such a long time and to attack with him for like many many turns in a row especially if you have the attack training maybe the danger room and it's just really cool to have an ally that i don't want to chump away but like feels worth the investment to have this sticky powerhouse on my board um and it's thematic it really feels like wolverine is just shredding whoever i'm fighting with so he is awesome he heals does tons of damage it's great
0: he feels, and still feels distinct from Tigra, which is really cool. Yeah, so, totally. Like that. My favorite one is Nightcrawler. First because I love Nightcrawler. I think he's like yeah. one of my favorite X-Men characters. But he's a 3 cost, 2 thwart, ally and protection, which is really important for protection. So to good. attack, only 2 health. Interrupt when an X-Men character would take any amount of damage from an enemy attack. Spend a lightning resource and return Nightcrawler to your hand to prevent all that damage. So you can basically like buy a stunned later. Um, and it works for any X-Men character. So not just your hero. It could be like if for some reason the villain attacks an ally. Um, all sorts of things like that. So you can use this to get around all sorts of scenario shenanigans but I really like the Nightcrawler ally, Um, and I like the art in the card, so it's just like an all-around win. Super Polaris ally is pretty good. She gives an X-Men character a tough status when she comes into play, and I've actually found myself often using that not on my hero, because I keep (laughs) having either tough on Colossus already, or being playing as Shadowcat, where I don't need tough status tokens, so tough on an ally means they can block an attack, and then still get to use their stats. And since most of the X-Men, like Nightcrawler, want to stay in
2: play, they uh, really gain pretty big advantages from having like a tough status. Yeah, she would already be really strong if she just had toughness, or like only put it on your hero, but it's so cool that she's so flexible. She's a strong card. We do
0: get what may be the new version of Nick Fury. We get Professor X, who's a 3-cost basic ally. 3 thwarts, 0 attack, 3 health. Forced response after he enters play, choose one. Confuse the villain, probably going to choose that a lot. Stun a minion, probably never going to choose that unless you have to. Or ready an X Men character. And then he discards at the end of the round. So that's why I say he's like the new Nick Fury, because he's like fleeting. Um, but he serves like a very different role in your deck than Nick Fury did. So basic yeah. characters that's not like X Men limited that give you access to Confuse seems like a really strong thing. Like we thought Mockingbird was strong. This guy.
2: Is probably even better. Yeah, he is huge. I I haven't I haven't yet gone back to play kind of older heroes since Mutant Genesis came out, but I've spent a lot of time like suffering playing thwart weak heroes in solo and getting crushed sometimes. And he is going to be like so clutch for decks like that. He comes He's in and really does exactly good. what you want. Yeah, for previous flippers,
0: I played him in a She Hulk deck. Um, yeah, She Hulk would love him. He could just pull you out of like the biggest holes you've ever been in, because he comes into play, confuses the villains so you can flip down, removes three threat. You could even stay up for one more turn and have Xavier tank one attack and then yep. flip down the next turn to soak up the confused. So you can get to like a super stable board state just from one card. Um, so like the flipping characters I've found like really anybody that wants to jump yeah. to ultra ego, just Professor X buys them so much. He's money. Um, he's good. He's good. And that's that's the player cards. So we're not going to go through the campaign cards. There's a pretty interesting setup for the campaign with role building and picking a role and comparing it to your aspect. But we'll talk about that next week when we talk about the first three villains, which will be Sabretooth and then two more villains. Um, but these were all the player cards that you could access to from the Mutant Genesis box. So in parallel with this box, they released... Cyclops and a Phoenix hero pack. We're going to cover those hero packs after we finish covering the Mutant Genesis box. So if you have questions about Cyclops or um, I think I said Shadowcat, but I meant to say Phoenix. Cyclops or Phoenix, you can check out any of the Marvel Champions discords. People are loving to talk about them. And we'll probably put some YouTube stuff out before we finish this three-part series, but they won't be included because we're talking about just what you get in the MG box for now. So that was it. We made it through all the player card stuff. That's so, everything we did. It. Well, almost everything. Since we're now in Volume 4 of MCM and our non-power of episodes, like our main show episodes, we're going to get back to doing the MCM challenge. So Sko, as our special guest, is going to present us with a challenge based on these characters we talked about today. And I am excited cool. to lose to it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, it, sorry. Is the challenge supposed to be from only Mutant Genesis uh, scenarios? It does have
0: to be. Um, so, okay.
2: Okay, we so, talked
0: about hero cards today, so just as long as you involve the heroes in some
2: way. Okay, so here's something that's going to be challenging uh, for Shadowcat, uh, which I was um, dreaming up earlier, and I know Kennedy Hawk was kind of on the same wavelength. Okay, so it's going to be crossbones, and basically pack his deck with mod sets that are going to make him attack you multiple times. So what I went with was um, Weapons Master, and... Um, Symbiotic, uh, symbiote strength. So the the theme of this challenge makes no sense. I don't know. He stole a symbiote or something and is attacking you. And the third mod can be just a season to taste. I was doing uh, Master of Time for no particular reason. But Crossbones, he's, he's going to challenge. I mean, actually, he might, he might really hurt Colossus because of what we were talking about. He's going to pierce you uh, like a lot. But the main idea is that you're going to have to put up with more than one villain attack kind of relatively often, so you get to kind of flex what uh, Shadowcat does best. And Colossus is pretty good at that, too, because you have tough.
0: Sweet. So it's going to be play a game with either Colossus or Shadowcat, and it can be a multiplayer game where only one of those heroes is present if you want, against crossbones with Weapon Master, Symbiotic Strength, and one mod set that you get to pick. And we'll have that be a drop-down, so you can tell us which one you picked, um, and we'll see how people do. I have a feeling it's going to be pretty challenging, but I also think these two heroes are up to the task. They are um, good. There's one more thing we have to do that I forgot to put in the notes that I sent out to everybody haphazardly. Um, when we go through hero kits like this, we always give them a grade, like a letter grade, like fifth grade math teacher, give them a letter grade to these heroes and you get to choose how you're rating them. You just have to tell us are you rating them on power, are you rating them on fun, are you rating them on thematics and art? Totally your choice. But we'll have Addercap go first and give us a grade for Colossus and Shadowcat.
1: Cool. Um I'm going to start with Colossus because I'm so excited about him. Um D2, in terms right? of no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Obviously C C is for Colossus. Um True. I would call him. He's a B tier hero, um, and that's that's cool. But in terms of you know theme, I'm just so excited for him. He's he's an A. But uh, generally speaking, like he does suffer quite a bit from from uh, not being able to thwart, not really having an answer if you get if you get in the hole too far with whatever those little yellow tokens mean. Um, but uh, sure. yeah, I, I'd give him I'd give him a pretty uh, reliable B. Um, for Shadowcat, she is definitely an A tier hero she can do pretty much everything and uh she's very powerful and uh on top of that she's she's she is thematic and she's interesting to play like that's that's super important she's not just like outright powerful she's she's engaging to play as as the pilot you know so uh yeah a for shadow cat uh b for Colossus.
0: all right let's go
2: all right does this does this go up to s
0: or up to a you can go all the way up to s i use s's
2: Okay, well S is for Shadow Cat as we all know. Um, I agree. I mean, sorry, cat. spoilers. <laughs> so, yeah, Shadow Cat I think is easily in the very top tier uh power level kind of for the reasons that we described. You you do get to fairly easily just totally ignore half of the villain phase all the time. Um I I do really enjoy playing her. I think she's generally more fun for me personally than other heroes that are at that same level. I tend to kind of get annoyed by playing things that I feel like are too strong. But she's uh, keeping my interest so far. So she also has a pretty high uh, fun rating. And with Colossus, um, I I have a pretty high opinion of him. So on this scale, I'm going to give him an A. Um, He is Thwart weak and has a four-card hero hand size, which are some serious drawbacks. But uh, I I have been playing Thwart weak heroes all the time, and it's something that I kind of enjoy. So I'm used to kind of scraping by with almost no thwarts and relying on all my allies to do things like that. And in the meantime, Colossus also can ignore a huge amount of villain activations. He has tons of status, just like silly amounts of damage. And even if he has no Tufts and no cards, he's got 14 health, which is hard for people to punch through. Uh, So he's sweet. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty much in the boat with you. I would say for power, Shadowcat's definitely an S. For me, I'm going to put her in B for fun because she's just slightly too thinky for what I like to do. I'm just a dumb leadership player, so um, she she requires too much thinking for me. But I can tell that she's really strong. And when I want to take the time to play a really grindy, thinky game or a really hard game, she's one that I would turn to. Um, I have Colossus at A tier for power. I think he... My opinion is that Colossus is the strongest character at four-card hero hand size. His oh, I agree, for sure. resource generator is the best of all of them. His ability to card, draw, draw cards through Iron Will is the best out of all of them. And I think his ability to like survive villain activations and not have to flip down so that you can grind out a game is probably also the strongest of all of the four-card hero hand sizes um and because of that i think he's really strong i also really really like that he has the six four hand size split that was one of my favorite things about she hulk in the core Set. is you're really incentivized to flip because of that six card hand size and because of like the the flip effects and we get that feeling with colossus as well for fun i have colossus at s tier he's He's not my favorite of the four mutants that got released, but he's my second favorite, and second also starts with S. So we'll count it as an S tier.
1: (laughs) I just ran the numbers, Um, and it all checks out. Yeah, that's true. Oh, good.
0: Yeah. Good, good, good. So very high ratings for these two heroes. I don't think we've had a box where we all rated the heroes this high. There was usually one that at least one host thought was an S for stinker, (laughs) but in (laughs) an inverted kind of way. So... None of those here, so that's good news. Yeah, this is a strong start for a box. It's a yeah, good really like four for whole cycle. So we can only imagine how difficult the villains might be in the next episode.
1: Insert sinister laugh here. Oh
0: no! <laughs> there it is. Alright, that was all we had for today. Thanks so much for coming on, Sco. We really needed uh, a third person because we weren't excited enough about these heroes, clearly. Um, we needed someone
2: else to be excited with us. It was it was great to be here. I am excited about those and was excited to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, thanks for being here.
0: Well, thanks for listening to everybody. We'll be back in a couple of weeks talking about the villains.